Hey there, Ralph Garman here. Thanks so much for checking out this free edition of The Ralph Report. If you like what you hear, do me a favor. Subscribe to The Ralph Report so we can put some fun in your ears five days a week. And you can listen for as little as $3 a month. So subscribe today so you don't miss out on any of the fun. Go to patreon.com slash The Ralph Report and sign up. Welcome to The Ralph Report with Ralph Garman. Well, hello there, boys and girls. Welcome to The Ralph Report for a Wednesday. It is June 17th, and we're so pleased that you are joining us yet again for today's show. I am your old podcast pal, Ralph Garman. Sitting here in the Batcave with me is the vice host himself. Please make him feel welcome. He's Eddie Pence. Hey, everybody. Yo ho, Eddie. Holy she's moo, Eddie. Oh, all hell she's moo. Your hair. It's long. It's You're long. You're starting to look like a like a hippie. Yeah, I'm looking like a Obi-Wan out of episode two. You look like a beatnik. Yeah. You look I'm, like a hobo. <laughs> I dress like a hobo. I might as well have the hair of a hobo. Is it time for me to get my no, clippers out? No, time for no. me. We'll have a, make a special segment out of it. <laughs> I don't think so. Hairdo Tuesday. Oh no, that doesn't really I don't rhyme. Think well so. Uh, trim, trimming uh, Tuesdays. Quaffing Wednesday. Quaffing Wednesday. Wow, no. Come on, no. I would do such a good job. No. What's your problem? You're not even happy with your haircut. I had to do it to myself. If I could have cloned myself and cut my <laughs> We've hair. We've been down you cloning yourself yes. before. We First did. thing I would do. <laughs> I'd bang the shit out of myself. bang me. And then in the, po- post, in the post-coital glow, I would cut my own hair lovingly. Mm. But if I had the perspective of being able to view my head yeah. from from a, a distance, mm-hmm. I would have crushed it. Given the really? fact that I did this to myself, it looking was... in a mirror with naked standing in the shower. Wait, is that part of this? Do I have to be naked standing in your shower? Hell yeah. Contorting <laughs> myself in all different positions. Mm. I got this good. Imagine I if I just I took don't. my time and I was able to sculpt you like the fine piece of art that you are. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. But no, I don't I don't think so. I, I trained professionals only. Weak. Trained professionals pussy. only. <laughs> You're a pussy. I'm a pussy. Thanks. <laughs> thanks. Where'd you pick up that? Uh, from that guy who taught me what it is to be a real man. Get a haircut. For God's sakes. Pussy. It's all fine. It's pussy. the flu. Puss. Go. Don't wear a mask. <sighs> be a real man. Yeah. So it's about. All right. Uh, well, it's a shame you won't let me do that, but. Well, if, if it gets too much more out of hand, yeah, maybe. We're probably about a week away from you coming back saying, hey, remember that thing you said about still, that thing? Yeah, and be like, yeah, but now you got to be naked in the shower. Yeah, hell yeah, you do. That's the only way you can keep uh, forgetting hair all over I, the place. I guess. Unless I get one of those... Uh, those Smocks? The smock, but they have some that has like a... Uh, like a hoop around it, like a hula hoop. Oh, yeah, that catches it. So. Yeah, and you just uh, snap it around your neck and it all falls in there. Mm, but maybe. I didn't have that, so I had a I had a tarp thrown at the bottom of the of the shower. I thought sort of mid-haircut, if I die suddenly, yeah. cops are going to wonder, <laughs> what the hell was going on here? What a sick... Was it some weird haircutting fetish he had? You're like, they're probably like, yeah, look how nice his balls are shorn. And the girl or guy who was doing it just dropped the razor and just ran out of the house. (laughs) Was it some weird sex tryst? Did they have some kink about cutting hair in the nude? Uh, There'd be no way to explain my death. No way at all. It'd be one of those Hollywood mysteries. But check back in a week. All right, we'll check it in a week. Uh, what else? Uh, oh, we got a hell of a show lined up for you today, kids. Because on the counter, you want to know why? I'll tell you why. Because it's Wednesday. And on Wednesdays, we like to take a look at a smash hit song done by an artist who is never quite capable of regaining that level of success again. And today's is a good one. I want to thank, uh, I forget his name now. Brian, I think it was. I'll, well, we'll find out later. <laughs> um, for suggesting this, because this was one of my favorite songs. Yeah. And then uh, the band just kind of went away. Apparently what? they're still around, but they just don't do what it What decade? Uh, I want to say 90s? 90s? Late 80s, early okay. 90s. Again, I don't have the information at my fingertips, but we'll get to it a little bit. Also, because it's Wednesday, Steve Ashton's going to stop by with a UK update. We've got entertainment news for you. We've got your phone calls. So much show that when it's all over, you're going to go, oh, 
I'm spent. I need a cigarette. That was a good damn show. Not guarantee. Not guarantee. But since we're talking about Eddie Pence. Now we are. Hair aside. Ah. I'm very excited because we haven't done this particular thing in a while. What? And I'm looking forward to it because uh, it's always fun. I think, in my opinion, we're going to play uh, the Garmy Game Show. Ooh. We're going to play the Garmy Game Show. We haven't done it for a while. And I was able to uh, whip up a batch of questions in celebration of Father's Day coming up Aww. this week. So I thought we'd uh, crank up the old Garmy Game Show theme. Hey, Cooperman. It's time for America's fastest growing quiz sensation, the Garmy Game Show. With the host that loves you most, Ralph Garmin. And the contestant that can win you fabulous prizes, Eddie Pence. Thank you, John Cooperman. More on Cooperman later in the show, oh, too, really? by the way. Yeah. Exciting. I have a Cooperman update for you. <laughs> Thank you, John Cooperman. Thanks you for joining us, ladies and gentlemen, to the Garmy Game Show, a game show where one of you, members of the Garmy, could win some fabulous cash and prizes, cash not included, simply by having Eddie Pence mm. play on your behalf. You know the rules by now. I ask Eddie Pence 10 questions. All he has to do is get five of them right. Half. Not even better than half. He nope. doesn't have to do above half. Nope. Half. Simply half. And you will be a winner. Now, of course, we also have a, a bonus scoring opportunity as well. If Eddie Pence gets blanked, if he can't come up with one answer, then you will also win some yes. fabulous cash and prizes. Cash not included. All right, let's find out what you're playing for today. Ralph Garmin, what are they playing for? Why, thank you, Ralph. They'll be playing for a box of Garmy swag. That's right, the Ralph Report gift bag, including the Ralph Report shot glass, the Ralph Report notepad, and the Ralph Report air freshener. Back to you, Ralph. Why, thank you so much, Ralph Garmin. Oh, he's the best. <laughs> he's hot. All right, Eddie Pence, who are you going to be playing for today? Matt Scully. Matt Scully. That's, he sounds like a man's man. He is. Straight out of Novi, Michigan? Novi, Novi? Michigan. I didn't know that was a place. I didn't either. Matt Scully. I bet his pals call him Skull. Oh, Skulls. Yeah. Hey, hey skulls. skulls. What's up, bud? Let's go get a haircut because we're real men. Skulls. With a name like that, you have to shave your head bald. Matt right? Scully. Yeah, you got to be like a private eye or a cop or something <laughs> with a name like Matt Scully. All right, Matt. You, uh, you were the guy that Eddie Pence is playing for. Keep in mind, if he wins, you win. It's just that simple. Uh, real quickly, he's from Novi, Michigan, That's you That's what said? it says, Novi. Um. Quick apology to all our listeners in Michigan. Apparently yesterday when I was talking about the origin of fudge mm -hmm. and that the first fudge shops were featured on a small popular tourist destination, an island in Michigan, yes. I was saying the name incorrectly. Oh. It is... I'm trying to remember the name now of the... Mackinac? Mackinac. Mackinac yeah. Island? Mackinac Island. It's spelled Mackinac, <laughs> but it's pronounced apparently Mackinac, which I think is really on you, Michigan. I, you think? More than it is on you me. You think? But although I was pronouncing it Mackinac, it's actually pronounced Mackinac Island. Which makes no sense. Which makes no sense. It's an Indian name, apparently. Well, okay, then. They okay. Don't, they don't use C's. They can do whatever they want. Like, like the rest of us do. So apologies, all you Michiganers out there. Uh, apologies. Okay. Let's play the Garmy Game Show. As I mentioned, Eddie Pence, all of these questions are going to be revolving around Father's Day. Okay. These are all famous fathers. Okay. Famous fathers. Fathers in movies, television, music, okay. sports. Famous fathers. Famous fathers. You got the concept? I think. I know it's fathers. Right. If I were famous to say fathers. to you, uh, this father has kids named uh, Bart. Lisa Homer. and Maggie. Homer exactly. Hope that your answer would be now. Homer. I got it. Now you Clear picture. Now. That's how we would play the game. All right. Is I'm going to ask question you ten questions. No, it's Damn not. It. I'm going to ask you ten questions. I'm asking you to keep uh, keep score for yourself again. All right. Here we go. The Garmy Game Show. Here we go. In the National Lampoon Vacation franchise, Chevy Chase played a father who only wanted to make his family happy with disastrous results. Name him. Clark W. Griswold. Clark W. Griswold is correct. Eddie Pence. You are up one. There already. we go. We're well on our way. Easy street. Matt Scully, mm -hmm. it's time for you to start finding a place for that <laughs> Ralph Report shot glass on your collectibles <laughs> shelf. All right. Number two. Here's a little uh, little audio assistance for this one. Okay. It's the story of a man named Brady who was busy with three boys of his own. 
Mike Brady, played, of course, by Robert Reed, perhaps one of the most famous sitcom fathers right. in, in all of television history, right? Yes. What was Mr. Brady's career? What did he do for a living, Mr. Brady? I want to say he was an architect. I want to say you're right. He is, in fact, an architect. That's two questions Ooh. and two correct answers. Okay. Only three more you know, to go. I'm glad you didn't ask me what his name was because I was going to say Wayne Brady. You were. That was what was in my head, waiting to pop out when you asked me what was going to be the name of... Wayne Brady. <laughs> I know. Popular improviser from Whose Line Is I It know. Anyway and I host know. of the new Let's Make a Deal. But when you, as soon as you start playing the music, I'm like, okay, Wayne Brady. It's Wayne Brady. <laughs> Damn, I wish I had asked a, a different question now. All right, two for two so far. I, I may not even get through all these questions. Maybe not. I'm going to ask them all anyway because I worked hard on them, but here, here we go. Uh, Brian Cranston. Oh, is a big movie star now. Yeah. And of course, he was very popular on television. His series called Breaking Bad. Mm -hmm. But his big break was playing Hal Wilkerson, the father on this popular sitcom from the years 2000 to 2006. No. Name the sitcom. Malcolm in the Middle. Malcolm in the Middle is correct, Eddie Pence. Nice. Three up, three down. Ooh. See how easy he makes it look, boys yes. and girls? All right, number four. Canadian James Naismith is known as the father of which sport? Canadian James Naismith is known as the father of which sport? I'm guessing, but I'm going to say hockey. No, I'm sorry. It depends. Basketball, believe it or really? not. Really? Basketball invented by a Canadian. I thought that was an American sport. Nope. Huh. Popularized here in America, but invented in Canada. Did not know that. Of all places. All right. What's the score now? I got three right, one wrong. Three right, Just one need two wrong. more. No, okay. Two more out of six. All right. This next one is an audio clue, Eddie Pence. An audio clue. Okay. Name this hit song <laughs> from 1988. Father figure? That is correct. Father figure by George Michael <laughs> is correct, Eddie Pence. You've got four. Wow. You simply wow. need one more, one more. To, to win it all. Okay. All I've right. been in this position before, and I've blanked the rest. All right. Let's stay musical. Okay. Let's stay all musical. Right. All right. Name the famous musical father of Jacob, the lead singer of this popular 90s band. band is known as the Wallflowers. The lead singer, Jacob, of that band has a famous musical father. Please name him. Oh. Mmm. Wayne Newton. <laughs> just throwing Not just Wayne a Newton, Hail Mary though. pass. No, it would be Bob Dylan. That's his ah, son, Jacob Dylan, gotcha. who is the uh, Didn't know that. lead singer for the Wallflowers. Didn't know that. All right, let's go sci-fi. Okay. We're going sci-fi now. All right, oh, now I got four. I got to get one out of four. All right. In both versions right. of the famous television show Battlestar Galactica, uh -huh. both Apollos served alongside their fathers. Name the character that is the father of Apollo on both Battlestar Galactica TV series. Carl. <laughs> I don't know. I have no idea. I have no idea. Commander Adama. We're looking for uh, Adama. Commander Adama. You didn't watch Battlestar Galactica? I didn't watch the newest one. I watched the other one, when I was the, the old one when well, I was a Lauren kid. Lauren Green was Commander Adama. I knew Adama. Lauren Green. I actually had the action finger, but I don't remember the names. All right. You had the action finger? Finger. I had the finger of the action figure. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're going to go back to sports oh, now. It's getting testy now. I got three. I got one out so of three. So it's four to three now? Yeah. Four right, three yeah. wrong. Okay. Uh, regarded as one of the greatest drivers in NASCAR history, Eddie mm -hmm. Pence, this famous father won a total of 76 Winston Cup races over the course of his career, including the 1998 Daytona 500. His son, Junior, was also a successful driver with two-time Daytona 500 wins, that is. They both share this famous name, even though the real first name for both of these men is Ralph, <laughs> believe it or not. That's the reason I picked this question. I need the name of this famous father and famous NASCAR driver. Mm. I know the name. I'm blanking on the name. That's not good. I'm blanking on the name. That wouldn't be good. No, it's not. In this situation. No, it's not at all. Which is dependent upon you coming up with the name. I know. And I think he's a Redskins fan too. I don't. I don't know anything about that. I think that. he is. I just know oh. these two men share a name. 
Mm. They were NASCAR drivers. And his father died on the racetrack, correct? I'm not sure, but that sounds right. Mm, God, I, I, it's on the tip of my tongue. I can't. I... Sorry, we're looking for Dale Earnhardt. Earnhardt Jr. Dale God Earnhardt. damn it. I and could Dale not Earnhardt think Jr. of the name. Would be the name oh, we're is... looking for. Both of their names are actually Ralph Dale Earnhardt. And they didn't want to go with the Ralph. They went with the Dale. How dare you, sir? <laughs> How <laughs> dare both, you? Both of them threw out Ralph. All right, what are we at now? What do we got? Uh, there's two more left. Two I got to get left? one of those right. I got to get one out of two. I have, uh, I've blown this lead. I feel like the Falcons in the Super Bowl. <laughs> Halftime was not good. 28 to 3, and I'm going to blow you. this. All right. In the legendary movie, The Lion King, Disney oh. classic, The Lion King, yes. young lion comes Simba must grow into a king to take his father's place. Of course, voiced by the great James Earl Jones in that film. Name his father, his famous father in The Lion King. Mufasa. Mufasa is correct, Woo! Eddie Pence. You wow, got five was, out of ten. I made myself work for that. You are a winner. Jesus. More importantly, Matt Scully is a winner. Oh. And that means we've got to read the last question. One, oh, yeah. I'm sorry, I just got to see if you would have gotten this Let's one. Let's see. This famous father played the dad of his real son in Oliver Stone's 1987 movie, oh, Wall Sheen. Street. There you go. Either way, you would have gotten it, Eddie Pence. Woo! Matt Scully of Novi, Michigan. Congratulations. You are the winner of today's Garmy Game Show. Keep an eye on your mailbox. You'll be getting that box Damn. full of Ralph Report swag so you too can celebrate Eddie Pence's victory. What a win. <laughs> See you next time on The Garmy Game Show. The Garmy Game Show is a Mark Goodson, Bill Todman production. Eddie Pence. Wow. I can't. I almost. Crushing that, it. The Earnhardt thing I should have gotten. I can't believe I could not think of the name. See, and I. I, I, I could not think of that. I kept thinking. I thought that was a slam dunk. It should have I mean, been. I only know the name of one NASCAR driver, and it's Dale Earnhardt. Yeah, Junior's a big uh, Redskins fan. Is he? Well, yeah. nobody. I just first. could not think of it. Oh. Yeah, they're right. <laughs> hey, well, they threw out the name Ralph. So I'll know you. <laughs> All right, boys and girls. While Eddie Pence basks in the glow of his Woo. victory, let's turn our attention to you guys, the Garmy. We love it when you reach out to us, whether it's via email, social media, or as many of you do, leaving a message on the Ralph Report hotline. 24 hours a day, seven days a week. It's available to you. You can leave your thoughts, your feelings, your questions. All you have to do is dial up the number 1833. Hi, Ralph. <laughs> Which is what the Earnhardt should have had, is their <laughs> number. Because it's a perfect right, name. Right, it is. I'm just saying. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you leave your messages. I listen to them all. I play back a couple of them every show in a segment called Garmy on the Line. The telephone is ringing. The Garmy's on the line. Ralph's going to play your calls now and see what's on your mind. Yesterday, right here on the Ralph Report, we got the scoop. We broke the news about the Eddie Pence comedy unspecial mm. that will be airing around the world on September 1st. Yes, that's what Casey. I was Casey from D.C. called. Oh, Casey. Hi, everybody. This is Casey from D.C. I just want to say I was very excited to hear about Eddie's comedy special. And for someone who's actually seen it, because I went, it's really funny. So. Be excited. Thanks, Mike. There you go. An early review of the show. Thanks, Casey. Appreciate it. Most man. people are going to have to wait till September. Casey's like, ugh. He's solid. with this guy. This is old news to me. But still, <laughs> he thought it was very funny. Well, thank you, Casey. Uh, as you know, Eddie Pence uh, was able to raise a, a substantial amount of money to uh, to produce that special, thanks to folks like the Garmy there. Yes. Uh, he took a portion of it and bought himself a boat. We I know did. We know that much. Small boat. It was a, it's a little dingy. A little dingy. Yeah. Hey, Ralph, this is Andy General from San Antonio. You guys were talking about Eddie and his little dinghy, and I was wondering, if you guys had a boat, what would you call it? Hmm. Mine would be the Lindsay Lee after my wife, unless something might happen to her. In that case, it'd be the Padme. Yeah. What's up, Eddie? Yeah. Star Wars. Fist pound. LMB. Yeah, <laughs> Star Wars. Padme. Padme. It's not a bad name for a boat. It's an awful name for a boat. It's ridiculous. <laughs> you would get bogged down in the prequels <laughs> like she did. 
Uh, excellent question. If you had a boat, you know you got to give it a fancy name. You got to give it a cool name if right. you're a boat owner. Right. What would you call it? That's an interesting question. I think I would be obligated to call mine the Livy Lou. Because Olivia, my daughter, when she was very little, we used to call her uh, Livy Luscious. And then Livy Lou became short for Luscious. So I think the, Liv- the Livy Lou sounds like a oh, boat, a nice doesn't one. it? Doesn't that's sound nice. like a boat? It does. They have the Livy Lou, yeah. yeah it I sounds like an that. old, uh, like one of those paddle wheel steamboats from going down up and down the Mississippi with those gamblers <laughs> on it. <laughs> I say, sir, I have come here upon the Livy Lou to win my fortune in gambling, sir. Definitely something Maverick would have played cards on. On the Livy Lou. Sure. Yeah. Well, the old Livy Lou's coming in to dock. <laughs> so that's oh, what I would okay. pick, I think. What I, about I don't you think I could go off to my, the, the, my nickname for my kid when he was little would make a good boat. Because we called him the pooper. <laughs> you called him, you called him the toilet stopper. The clogger. <laughs> the clogger. <laughs> Uh, it's a very wide boat. Yes, it is. The old, the old clogger <laughs> coming down the mighty Mississippi. Um, the dam. Um, I we called him because we called him Monkey when he was little. He's like a little monkey. Oh, the monkey. And then we called him. Then we shortened it Monks, and he just called him Monks for a long time. Hmm. And I don't think that'd be a good boat name. No, probably no, not. Probably the, not the Monks. I don't, the Monks. <laughs> I don't think that would be a good. You get a bunch, I, a lot of guys in robes showing up, thinking it's some sort of religious retreat. The most boring boat ride ever. It wouldn't be helpful at all. Uh, I, I, hmm. That's, well, what about naming it after your lady? Do you have a nickname for Tracy? your lady? Yeah. No, Trace. <laughs> Trace. I just, I cut half the name off and then that's the nickname. <laughs> Pretty inventive that's, with nicknames. That's how I do nicknames. I got Monks you. and Trace. Monks and Trace. The Tracy Monk. The Trace Monks. The Trace Monks. I don't know. Something like that. The Monkey Trace. The Tracy Monk. Trace Monks. We're st- <laughs> the Trace Monkey. Still floating. That's probably what I would call it. Yeah. Probably. Still floating. Still the floating. floater. I would call it the floater. That's what I would call my boat. That's perfect for your son. Perfect. I know that much. Since he clogged my toilet. He hasn't been over here yet. He hasn't clogged No, he hasn't clogged the new home up yet. So maybe we'll have to have him christen it. The floater. That's what I would call my boat. There you go, Andy. The Livy Lou and the floater. Those are going to be the names for our boats. You could take the floater down to uh, Myrtle Beach, by the way. I think. That would be perfect yes. on the intercoastal highway. Goddamn motherfucking Myrtle Beach. Mm. They would, everybody be partying oh, on the dude, floater. Oh, dude, I'd have a big rebel flag on the back. It'd be perfect. Uh, you wouldn't Myrtle be welcome Beach. at NASCAR. Oh, I would not. Uh, this gentleman called in. He's got a problem. He hopes that maybe we can help solve it. Hey, Ralph. I'd prefer to remain anonymous on this one. Uh, I, in my sleep, apparently, since I've been like, since I was a teenager, many years have been uh, yelling sexual obscenities in my sleep and being very vulgar, uh, something they kind of coined sexomnia. Anyway, with my uh, girlfriend a little while ago, in my sleep, apparently I was having one of those episodes and I said the name Kermit, probably referring to the frog. And now I need to know how to live after basically potentially having a sex dream with a puppet. Was I the top? Was I the bottom? Was I the hand? Was I the puppet? I don't know. Maybe you can help me. Kermit. If you yell out Kermit during a sex dream, <laughs> I'm assuming you're fisting Kermit, right? I assume so, or fingering. I don't know if you can get a whole fist in a frog. Well, you can if it's well, the, the puppet. puppet yeah, you obviously the puppet. right up there. I suppose. Yeah. I, I can't believe that. Sexomnia, I'd never even heard of that before. Um... That's a thing. I, I'm so inspired by this phone call. That's going to be tomorrow's that topic should be. on that's Sex a, University. That's fascinating. Sex, Sonny. not only yelling and talking about sex in your sleep, but some people actually have sex in their sleep, Eddie Pence. Wow. So we'll be talking about tomorrow. But I'm assuming, much like Miss Piggy, you probably got a little frog in your throat. <laughs> that's what I'm guessing <laughs> was your situation there. Well, how could you yell Kermit if he's in your throat? Oh. Um, if, unless uh, unless he, 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 if he's in your mouth. If he finishes in your mouth. You're like, oh, Kermit. Kermit. Told I told you. you. Give me the tap on the head. Not, my God. <laughs> uh, speaking of things in your mouth, Munch and Monday still very much on people's minds. Uh, Joe called in with an excellent idea. Mm. Hi, Ralph. This is Joe, uh, two-star general from Connecticut. Um, pause the show early on today. Um, next week's Munch, and I'm sorry this is going to affect you. Mm-hmm. Next week's Munch and Monday. Yeah. You need to make a potato milkshake. Yeah. how, you know, Eddie said he need them. Yeah, he's got them. He has. He's already so had them. Clearly he likes them. That's right. Munch on Monday. Yeah. Potato milkshake. <laughs> I love it. 
LMB. <laughs> well done, Joe. Eddie Pence, he has no problem with potato milkshakes. No. He's had plenty of Been them. Been there, man. So I'm going to whip up some potato milkshakes. No, it's not all potato. It's not just a big cup of mashed potatoes with a straw in it. I will mix in some ice cream as well. What flavor do you want? Uh, chocolate or vanilla. Whatever's easiest. Um, well, I, I, if you're going to make it, I I'll, guess I'll make I'll make either. But I'm going to make some. All right, I'll make chocolate potato milkshakes <laughs> for Munchin' Monday, and we'll watch Eddie just yum yum yum. Just mm, eat just eat it up so because good. he's had them before. So thick. Speaking of uh, lies that Eddie Pence tells about McDonald's, yeah, you'll be happy to know that this coming Friday, later on this week, you'll be hearing my interview with a former executive chef from Sh McDonald's, Chef Mike. Yes. Chef Mike. How do you know Chef Mike? Uh, we're at Twitter. <laughs> no. Yeah, yeah. Chef Mike is going to be on the show. We're going to talk about other lies people have told about McDonald's <laughs> over the years. Mike, for a long time, was an executive chef at McDonald's at their corporate uh, headquarters, and now he has moved on to other things, but sti still he knows plenty about the McDonald's. Oh, that'll be fascinating. The McDonald's dude. world. So we'll try to debunk all my theories. Well, we're going to expose try. you for the liar that you are. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> and since we're uh, talking about food, Neil called in with this. Hey, Ralph, it's Neil from Buena Park, One Star. Just heard you tell Eddie on uh, Tuesday's show, asking if he would eat chorizo, and he said, yeah, I'd probably eat that. Yep. You may want to tell him what's in chorizo nope. before he agrees to eat it. Nah. I like it. Many people get kind of offended when they hear what's in it. Nah. Yeah. Nah. That's it. Love you. Mean it. Bye. Eddie will love chorizo. Wait, it's not a problem. Chorizo's not the inside of the skull, right? <laughs> is that where they scrape out the meat from the inside of the skull? No, this is simply a spicy pork sausage that uses pork meat and pork fat in the sausage, and they add their own uh, spices, depending on which latin culture you're talking about it's like a mexican version there's a spanish version there's a portuguese chorizo as well i believe uh -huh. but they're mostly uh, made up of the same stuff okay yeah. what, what's the stuff no it's that's pork what, like what i told parts you parts of the pork is it well i think what he's talking about is maybe the casings for the uh the sausage may be where you have the hard time well that's just like what intestine it's intestine yeah, yeah it's the it's the pig's intestine you know that going into a pork. sausage anyway. well that's what i would think yeah. so i think you'll be fine yeah, with, it. Probably be yes. with it however chorizo milkshakes coming up on <laughs> Much on Monday, that's going to be a whole You got to throw some thing. potato in there to thicken it up. Yeah, of course you have to. It'll be clumpy. Because you lie like a rug. Mm -mm. Thank you, boys and girls. Thanks to everybody who called in. You, too, can be featured on this segment. But you know what you got to do? You got to call me. Call me. Alrighty, every Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, we have broken out a brand new segment here on the show called Hello Death, where we pay tribute to people who have fallen on this day. Folks who passed away on the day in question, we give you uh, their legacies that they've left behind. And a lot of people are trying to participate in coming up with a jingle for this segment. As I mentioned earlier in the week, the great Mike Serber, who gave us this day in history, he had something he'd like to contribute. Hey, Ralph, it's Mike Serber, um, four-star general rapper once. Uh, <laughs> hey, listen, I know you've been getting swamped with jingle ideas for um, Hello Death, but after Cooperman did one, I had to uh, defend my belt or, or <laughs> yes. just throw down the gauntlet, and you got to let me duel against him one more time All right. so um i emailed you a uh jingle yes and um i gotta say man i know everybody says this but i think this one's pretty good all right so uh, i hope you got <laughs> hope you got time to listen to another one um great cocktail party this week oh thank the you garmy is so fucking cool yes and i love all you guys thank you for uh thanks for all the smiles during this dark time all right Stay swell and give him hell. <laughs> All right, Mike. Thank you so much. Serber's the best. Yes, he is. Um, so he heard me play Cooperman's theme, mm -hmm. which was, as you may remember, uh, an homage to Michael Jackson's Dirty Diana. Yeah. was not great. <laughs> so Serber said, I'm going to participate. It pulled him out of retirement. Threw his hat in the ring. <laughs> then Cooperman, hearing that Mike Serber was going to come up with a theme. Right doubled down and sent in a brand new Whoa. theme because he realized the first theme didn't go over so well. 
Oh, this is so good. we have a new theme from Cooperman to play first to go up against to go up against Mike's. Oh, this is amazing theme. So here's Cooperman's new theme. Okay, and then we'll play Cerbers, and you make the call. If you're dead and you would like your obit read, Alfred and Eddie will make you look your best. Say hello to death. So that's what the fuck was that? Cooperman's new newest attempt at landing the Hello Death jingle. Wow! All right, one more time. It's obviously an homage to putting on the Ritz from Young Frankenstein. If you're dead and you would like your obit read, Alfred and Eddie will make you look your best. Say hello to death. That's like a fever dream. I feel bad for Moe's dog. She's go- <laughs> that dog's going nuts after that. So there's Cooperman's latest attempt. Mm-hmm. And here is Cerber's first one. Again, you make the call. Sooner or later, we'll all meet our maker. But today, while we're still above ground, there's plenty to learn about the folks in the urn. So Ralph's going to break it down. That's Cerber's wow. new one. That's pretty tight. It's pretty strong. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's pretty damn it's strong. It's pretty good. Once again, it's really good. Just for just to be fair on both sides. Sooner or later, we'll all meet our maker. But today, while we're still above ground, there's plenty to learn about the folks in the urn. So Ralph's gonna break it down. Hello, death. He's quite the lyricist. He's very talented. Wow. He's very talented. Yes. I <laughs> wish I had a camera on Cooperman's face right now. That's you think all. he's still listening right now? I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> but until we pick a substitute, we're going with the old one. Hey there, it's Ralph Garman here. I hope you're enjoying the show. And if you are, why not subscribe to The Ralph Report so you can hear it every day, Monday through Friday. For just 15 cents a day, you can be a one-star general supporter, and that will get you the show in your ear holes Monday through Friday. Of course, there are two, three, and four-star general levels as well, which gets you more bonus content and more access to me. So if you like what you're hearing, why not subscribe? Go to patreon.com slash the Ralph Report. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash the Ralph Report. Subscribe today so you don't miss a thing. dead now so shut up all right it's time for us to examine the legacies left behind on those who passed away on this day june 17th in the year 1797 aga komed khan cruel ruler of persia was killed on this day Mm. but first he was castrated oh god they really didn't like oh aga muhammad khan he probably deserved it i'm guessing i'm guessing he deserved he was not a good dude On this day in 1876, Harriet Scott, American ex-slave who, along with her husband, Dred Scott, unsuccessfully sued for their freedom from the United States. Remember, we mentioned the Dred Scott case. Um, They were turned down by the Supreme Court, which said they were more property than they were people. That's our Supreme Court made that decision. It's amazing. On this day in 1939, Eugene Weldman was the last person to be publicly guillotined in France. Huh. 1939. I was surprised to find out that they were still doing it up until the late yeah. 30s. Wow. He was 31 years old. He had murdered several people. Asked before the blade dropped if he had any remorse for his victims. He replied, remorse? What for? I didn't even know them. Wow. That that guy needed to go. Wow. That's yeah. all you need to know. 1952, Jack Parsons, American rocket scientist, and weird sex occultist <laughs> died at the age of 37. Do you know this guy's story? No. He helped found uh, the Jet Propulsion Laboratory, JPL. Okay. And also Aerojet Engineering Corporation. He was a, a rocket genius. He invented the first rocket engine to use a castable composite rocket propellant. Yeah. Uh, he was a, you know, a pioneer in the advancement of liquid fuel and solid fuel rockets. Mm-hmm. And when he wasn't doing that, he started a weird sex cult like a black magic cult really? on the side in Pasadena. 
Really? They were called the uh, Thelemites. And they worshipped, well, first of all, ancient Egyptian gods, so they're not all bad. <laughs> but they started this new religious movement, and they did black magic rituals and weird sex rituals and stuff. Weird. One of his partners in this enterprise, by the way, was a guy by the name of L. Ron Hubbard. Really? Yes. This is a weird story. Um, so Parsons separated from his wife, Helen, after he started an affair with her sister, Sarah, who was wow. underage, by the oh way. Oh, my God. I'm sure there was some weird sex stuff going on there. That ruined Christmas. Sarah left him for L. Ron Hubbard. L. Ron Hubbard married her, even though he was already married to another woman at the time. And in revenge, Parsons started working something called the Babylon Working, a series of rituals designed to invoke the goddess Babylon to return to Earth to smite his enemies. It's, it's very Ghostbuster-esque. It is nuts, this wow. story. Apparently, there's a, a web series on CBS All Access called Strange Angel, which tells the story of this guy's life. I haven't seen it, really? but it's uh, fascinating. Pasadena has some weird history. Yeah, it does. With the Nazis and then with this black, black magic thing. There's yeah, like a lot does. of weird shit happened in Pasadena. Yeah. And they they think that the the killer of the Black Dahlia was from Pasadena. Pasadena? Well, he was a doctor, apparently. Right. A very well-to-do doctor. Pasadena's so. got some strange history. Strange stuff. All right. On this day in 1981, Zerna Sharp passed away she was the american writer and educator behind dick and jane she gave us dick and jane see dick see dick easy easy sailor see dick jane not seeing it today see dick dick jane see dick run see dick run see jane run see jane run see spot run ah see dick i don't think uh, dick and jane are really used to teach kids how to read anymore are they i barely remember it i was i was i think i got i got a lot of it Yeah, dick was used on me. I got a lot of dick early. Yeah, a lot of dick. (laughs) On this day in 1986, great American singer Kate Smith passed away at the age of 78, best known for this patriotic number. It depends. In the uh, in the NHL, there mm-hmm. is a professional hockey team who uses that song sung by Kate Smith as mm-hmm. their good luck song. It's sung before every home game. Do you have any idea what major metropolitan city may be, uh, may be the home of that team? Has it made them lucky lately? It, it won them two Stanley Cups <laughs> in the 70s. In the 70s. That's all I got to say for that. All right. Philadelphia. Philadelphia. Oh. Flyers lucky song right there. God bless America. Crank addicted mascot. (laughs) You leave gritty out of this. In 1989, John Matuzak passed away. The twos. Mm. American football defensive end with the Oakland Raiders famously, and then also an actor afterwards. He was in North Dallas 40. He was great in that. He was in Caveman with uh, Ringo Starr. I've mentioned how god-awful yeah. that film is. <laughs> Most famously, he played Sloth in the movie The Goonies. Was he Sloth? He, was the, he was the embodiment okay. of Sloth, yeah. Passed away at the age of 38 from an overdose. Mm. Darvacet and Coke. Oh. Which is my favorite That's cocktail. It's a good. great cocktail right is there. Is it? No. <laughs> 2005, speaking of uh, sad deaths, Carl Muller passed away. He was the American bassist. For the band Soul Asylum, died sadly of cancer at the age of 42. Man, that's young. Runaway train, never going back. Wrong way on a one-way track. Seems like I should be getting somewhere. Somehow neither here nor there. Love that tune. 2012, Rodney King. The African-American motorist that was beaten by L.A. cops causing uh, so much uproar about black rights here in the city of Los Angeles. And then, of course, when those cops were acquitted, there yeah. were the riots that followed them. He died on this day in 2012 in an accidental drowning at the age of 47. Hmm. hmm. Mm-hmm. Accidental in quotes. Mm-hmm. And in 2019, Gloria Vanderbilt, the American fashion designer, artist and heiress, she died at the age of 95, famous, of course, for inventing the designer jeans. Yeah. The Vanderbilt jeans was uh, her big deal. Also the mother of Anderson Cooper, by the way. Oh, that's right. Yeah. All right. At this point, what we'd like to do is find a food that's related to someone who passed away on this day and then run it past Eddie Pence 
to see if it's something that we can talk him into eating. No, no, to see if it's something we can offer up to him to eat, to see if it's something he would like to have or perhaps stick up his ass or pull out of his ass. Today is no different. On this day in 1631, Mumtaz Mahal, 1631, Mumtaz Mahal, the empress consort of Mughal emperor Shah Jahan, passed away. During childbirth at the age of 38, she was giving birth to her 14th child. Ooh, ooh. As a, result, as a result, the emperor built the Taj Mahal. You know the Taj yeah. Mahal, right? One yeah. of the most famous buildings in all of India. It was actually a mausoleum for her and the symbol of his undying love for Mumtaz Mahal. Now, here's the thing. She was also a big deal in, uh, in the Shah's army. Because he was a very generous person, and he took the responsibility of his army very seriously, and he wanted to make sure that they had an excellent diet. So she came up with a meal that is now famous in India called the biryani. Hmm. She invented it. It is a dish where a number of different prepared layers are all cooked separately and then put together. Here's the layered dish. Here's, uh, it was cooked in uh, clarified butter with the spices of nutmeg and pepper and cloves and cardamom and... Bay leaves, coriander, mint leaves, ginger, onions, tomatoes, green chilies, yogurt, and garlic, mostly goat. And then it was layered with rice into a great nutritional dish for the armies. And that's what fed those armies all, all those years was the dish that she invented. Biryani is the name of it. Is that something Eddie Pence would like to have? Let's find out by pulling the handle of the patented Eddie Pence jackpot slot machine. If it's a jackpot, that means he's going to eat it. However, if those reels are mismatched, well, you know. One Burhani, two Burhani. I can't get oh, over come on. the. I'm not a it's ginger. I don't like ginger. I think the ginger and it would that that, it's that kind mixed of mixed it with all the other and spices. And then yogurt. Though. I don't need yogurt with my meat. Oh. I don't want to eat meat. You know, a yogurt. lot of Indian dishes have yogurt. Yeah, in them. I'm not a big fan of Indian mm. food. You're not. A, you don't mm. like Indian food. No. So no biryani for no you. No biryani to me. I you don't. Would, you would not have ginger fared, and yogurt. Fared well in the army. It just seems like you just go through the refrigerator and you're like okay what can i just throw into a bowl and that's my food i don't want that it's too much different things the goat doesn't throw you at all huh i'm goat surprised meat. I, I thought maybe the goat would throw goat you meat i mean meat no. you didn't seem hot on donkey i thought maybe goat wouldn't be i wouldn't uh, it wouldn't be my first either. five choices of meat. i mean i ate rattlesnake that's true if you were offered up goat would you try it i'd probably try it i, would, I mean i would probably I'd try the donkey i don't think i'd order it mm. but if someone's like Put it on a plate, like here, try this. I'm like, all right, I'll try it. Do you ever see when they serve up the goat head? No. There's some, there's some uh, culture. I forget what it is, but they, they um, maybe it's a sheep head. It's a head of something. We don't need heads on tables. And you got to eat. Uh, they cook it, yeah, and then just put it on the table, and then you got to pick. You just pick the face off of it and eat it. <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with people? No. The only way you eat meat is you have to completely take the face off. No, it's, no. it's literally the face I, of the animal. No. And you got to eat the face. Eyeballs and shit? Everything. Oh, come on. Right there on the table. Fuck that. That's sadistic. I'm pretty sure it's That's either sadistic. sheep or goat. It doesn't matter what it is. But, it's the uh, face. You don't eat face. It's an interesting cultural phenomenon. People in bath salts eat face. That's, that's, that's who eats face. You don't eat... Normal people don't eat face. I think I... Would have a hard time no. eating face. Yeah. Oh, and just picking at it. Like, I got a piece of cheek. You yeah, want some you cheek? You You pull the cheek Here's off some lips. It, they say it's very... Uh, Here's your nose. very uh, tender. They, they spend insane. a long time roasting That's it. insane. I got to look into that and find... Uh, That's insane. Find out where uh, Crazy. Where, where people eat face. No, but don't it, eat face. It's pretty, it's pretty fascinating. There's no meat on the face. Yeah, I, there is. There There's, is, but it's not eating meat. It's cheek and no, nose. It's cosmetic and meat. Eyes. That's cosmetic meat. That's window dressing meat. That's not edible meat. <laughs> Fucking, you eat a eat a hip. Fair, or, fair enough. Or a shoulder. <laughs> eat a hip. Something like that. You don't eat a face. What's wrong with people? Face from Eddie Pence. Fuck, man. And that's it for today's Hello, Death. Hello, Death. You're dead now. Right. So shut up. Yeah. <sighs> Oh, that's uh, creepy. Just think of that. It's fucking making me ill. Eat a hip. Nobody's eating hip. Yeah, you eat like a pig hip. What's a, a pig? What's that? No, you eat the thigh. But thigh you hip. What's the difference? The same. <laughs> they, they got the shank, but it's not a hip. It's like the butt. Whatever. You know, hip. I don't it's think there's on, much, mo- much meat on the hip. Well, yeah, you know, more than you would a cheek <laughs> or a chin. Chin meat. You want some chin meat? 
<laughs> he actually made me snort. <laughs> all right. Now oh, it's time oh. to take a look at all the entertainment news in a segment called, what's it called? Showbiz Beat. Showbiz That's beat. it. Oh, man. <laughs> hey, you know, here in California, the gyms are back open again. Are they? Yes. I didn't know that. You didn't know that? Gyms I know, are open. I knew like the bars and restaurants because we went to I didn't know the gyms were Gyms are open. now open in California. Apparently, it's just whatever now. Just all, all hell's breaking mm. loose. Everything's open. <laughs> I saw a uh, story. This is not the story I'm going to talk about here, but I saw a story where there's a, um, a gym, I believe it's in Santa Monica, that has created... Um, Oh, the capsules! I saw the picture. Yes, yes, it's, it's like little... called a workout pod. Yeah, and they've they've built a a frame, and then they've hung shower curtains to the frame <laughs> to keep you and your germs inside your pod, and you can only lift the weights inside the pod. that pod. You yeah. can't go anywhere else. But I'm thinking, who's going in the pod after the last? They guy would have been to disinfect the pod somehow. I suppose, but. Don't you have to tear down those uh, curtains you would and think. put up new ones? Otherwise, you're just walking into a pod full of COVID. Yes. <laughs> it's they... literally like a Petri dish, and you're going <laughs> in there to do some uh, preacher curls. Yeah, it seems worse than just being in an open gym. That's what I was thinking. It's mm. an incubator yeah. for death. <laughs> so uh, I don't know about going back to the gym, and neither does this gentleman. Gyms opened on Tuesday morning, Eddie Pence. Oof. Down there at Gold's in Venice, who do you think was the first guy at the door? Oh, Schwarzenegger? Yeah, uh, uh, I'm there every, uh, you know, <laughs> when it's opening, I take my uh, bicycle, I ride down there from, uh, you know, where I live, and then I go to Gold's, because that is where I trained, you know, for all these years. Wow. So he shows up at Gold's Gym in Venice, and he gets ready to go in there, and then he gets in, and he's informed by the people at the front desk that, yes, you have to wear a mask when you enter the building. Mm-hmm. But you don't have to wear masks while you're working out. Okay. And Schwarzenegger said, that's ridiculous. People are moaning and grunting and breathing out heavy when they're lifting the same weights. Right. And then you're grabbing the weights from those people after they're done. If someone doesn't get over there real quick with a with right. a wipe, what's happening? It seems more important to wear it while you're working out than walking into the building. That's what Arnold Schwarzenegger said. Yeah. And so he turned around and left. Good for him. And he said he's not going to... Uh, He's not going to frequent Gold's Gym until they him. get a better set of policies in place. Good for him. Now, apparently, the worst part is that's California state law, that you do have to wear a mask entering the building, but you don't have to wear it while you're working out for these gyms. And that seems insane to me. Now, I can imagine it would be difficult and cumbersome to work out while you have a mask. Oh, I think it would be face. awful. It would probably be a chore, but at the same time, you know, you're but lucky you're, to be open. Yeah. You're breathing. I mean, that's when you're spitting and breathing. And when if Schwarzenegger says mm. it's not, I'm not going to work out. If he's pa- giving up a workout, yeah. you know it's Well, bad. he's also in the high-risk age, too. Yeah, he he's 74. Need, he doesn't need to be there. And he's got a giant home gym, so I don't know why he even goes to <laughs> Photo Gold's. op? Any, I guess so, yeah. But he's, no, forget it. I won't be back. He said <laughs> as, as he walked out the building. Hey, my buddy Jimmy Kimmel's in the news. He is set to return as host of the Emmys on ABC. Hmm. Now, no one really knows what that means. Not even Jimmy. Here's his statement. I don't know where we will do this or how we will do this or even why we are doing this, but we are doing it and I am hosting it, he said about the Emmys. They're saying it's probably going to be a virtual Emmys. Really? Yes. They're going to have to do some sort of virtual uh, presentation. When do the Emmys usually take place? Um, January? February? No. these Or is are it gonna, earlier than that? These are going to be uh, in September. Okay. Yeah. All right. 20, uh, the 72nd primetime Emmys are now scheduled to take place Sunday, September 20th. The Oscars have announced they're pushing it back to April of next yeah, year, 2021. That. That. So they're not even going to bother. But apparently uh, Emmys are so important, we got to go forward. All right. Well. So we'll see. Another Comic-Con canceled. This is just coming on the heels of the Star Wars celebration, as we talked about yesterday, being canceled. Seattle's Emerald City Comic Con has been canceled. That's a real big one yeah, up huge. north. They were trying to hold off and see if they could push it back. They were scheduling it for March 12th through the 15th, and then they rescheduled it for August 21st through the 23rd. And now they're just going to cancel it outright because they simply don't want to take the chances well, with exhibitors and guests coming down with COVID. Seattle is one of the bigger epicenters of the outbreak. Yeah, I think that has plays a big role yeah. in their decision. 
And while we're talking about that, you know, uh, Comic-Con, the big one, San Diego has announced they're doing an online Comic-Con, mm -hmm. trying to replicate that experience to the best of their ability while making it virtual. Yep. And they are saying, we're holding off on announcing who's going to be on hand to do the panels and the celebrity guests and things like that. And I dawned on me at the time, and I should have said something because I would seem like a genius now. Yeah. But I was thinking, if it's virtual, you really don't, you're not obligated to participate in the San Diego Comic-Con. I mean, people used to send their stars and right. their product and stuff down there because of the mass of humanity yes. and the buzz that was created. But in a world where every company has its own streaming service, why couldn't you do your own online Comic-Con? And that's what DC has just announced. Really? They're doing their own virtual Comic-Con called DC Fandome. And it's going to begin on August 22nd at 10 a.m. and will be accessible around the world for 24 hours to all the uh, DC fans at dcfandome.com. So they can just promote all the DC stuff. Right. And they don't have to participate in the San Diego Comic-Con version and compete for audience with Marvel stuff or whoever right. else is going to be on hand. So I wouldn't be surprised maybe if Disney announces that Marvel's going to have their own comic I would imagine. Well. I mean, I know last year at Comic-Con, there wasn't a lot of Star Wars Rise of Skywalker stuff because Disney was holding all that for their D23 Expo that they do like a month later. Yeah. Uh, the DC Fandome is going to have panels and presentations by casts and creators of DC-based films and TV series. They've announced including Wonder Woman 1984, uh, Aquaman 2, The Batman, Batwoman, Black Adam, Black Lightning, uh, you name it. All the TV shows over there on the CW as well. So if you're a DC fan, dcfandom.com, August 22nd, I, that's the place to hang out. I wonder if that how that affects Comic-Con going forward. These are like the beginnings of the cracks in the Comic-Con. of. Well, see, you can't physically do a DC con. I mean, you could. Right. But you wouldn't be able to... You wouldn't generate the, the amount of people. Or excitement. Or excitement. Because of the history of that city and right. that event. Yeah. But in a virtual world, yeah, you, there's no you, reason you can be. create anything you want, right? That's true. So we'll wait and see. And speaking of creating anything you want to promote yourself... NBC has announced a brand new hour-long episode of 30 Rock. They're bringing the cast of 30 Rock back together Really? Again. Yes. But listen to what they're doing. They're tying it in with what is known as the upfronts. You know what the upfronts yeah. are for television? For yeah, those yeah. who don't know, this is where the networks trot out their new shows for the fall season, and they try to garner a certain amount of interest or publicity for them by putting them in front of TV critics and people. Yeah, it's like a previewing of the upcoming season. Advertisers, sort of things like that. They're doing a virtual upfront presentation featuring the cast of 30 Rock, which, if you remember correctly, worked at NBC. So it's going to be the entire cast in a virtual episode, an hour-long virtual episode, but they're going to be talking about the upcoming shows on NBC <laughs> that fall. <laughs> so the cast of 30 Rock will be selling the new NBC product for not only advertisers and critics the way it used to be, but this is going to be on NBC, an hour-long episode, commercial-free, that you can watch and see all your favorite characters from 30 Rock working together Well, they've again. done upfronts before where they have usually the hosts of it or someone who's part of one of the shows coming up. Like, they sort of do, they host it and they... they usually it's the late-night host. Usually, something like that. Like, Kimmel will do the ABC upfronts right. and, you know, Fallon would do NBC and things like that. But it's... This is different. It's a Q&A and it's, they trot them out and they do... Uh, you know, press re right. releases and things like that. But this is going to be an actual episode of 30 Rock. That'll be fun. They're working the episodes of the actual television yeah, programs um, for people to watch. So we'll wait and see. All right. Today's celebrity birthdays. All these stars born on June 17th. Singer Barry Manilow celebrates his 77th birthday today. idea how that song ever became a hit i really don't 70s, even man. even then i didn't understand it. <laughs> comedian joe piscopo is 69 years old today actor mark lynn baker from perfect strangers is 66 director bobby farrelly of the writing directing farrelly brothers he is 62 today thomas hayden church from sideways and wings is 60 greg kinnear formerly of the soup remember when he was i the host remember of the soup? i love the soup when he was the host. he was great he was and great then up. he blew up um what was the movie he did with Nicholson and Helen Hunt? Um, 
As good as it gets. As good as it gets. Yeah. yeah. 57 years old today. Singer Kevin Thornton of the band Color Me Bad is 51. Making love until we drown. That doesn't sound like a good plan no, at all. No, it doesn't. Get out of the pool. <laughs> Jason Patrick, the actor, is 54. Will Forte from Saturday Night Live is 50 years old. KJ Apa from Riverdale is 23. Speaking of CW programs, Arthur Darvel from DC's Legends of Tomorrow is 38. He, of course, was also a big part of Doctor Who over there on the BBC. And speaking of Doctor Who... The doctor herself, Jodie Whittaker, celebrates her 38th birthday today. I love her on that show. That's it for today's Celebrity Birthdays. I'm Ralph Garman. I walk the showbiz beat. And speaking of British people, we love Steve Ashton, our pal from across the pond, here with more entertainment news for you. It's time for the UK update. Oh, Steve. Oh, Ralph, you're the man who makes LeBron James look like Kevin James. <laughs> Have we done that one before? I feel that's really f familiar for some reason. I don't believe so. I think that's a freshie. No? Yeah. Oh, cool. Hey, uh, Sheeran's in the news. Of course. What's up? An artwork of Ed Sheeran painted by British comedian Noel Fielding has sold for nearly a thousand pounds at a virtual uh, art exhibition. And now the Mighty Boosh star. Do you get that show, by the way, over in the States? Sure. The Mighty Boosh. Love the Mighty Boosh. Yeah. Oh, it's so great. It's like a bizarre extended Monty Python sketch. Very British, very funny. Anyway, Noel Fielding uh, from the show has recently been doing some um, uh, fucking baking competition show, has also <laughs> painted a number of portraits of famous people for the Saatchi Gallery as the, uh, the guest artist for the uh, for the month. I'm sure a very fucking lucrative gig, by the way. Uh, and he's painted pictures of uh, Sheeran, Michael Jackson, and the Sex Pistols. Now, the paintings have been on sale for £912 each, uh, with Sheeran uh, it depicted as a yellow and orange blob with two black dots for eyes. <laughs> so he's gone for a very realistic interpretation, obviously. Oh, stop. Of this singer. Now, the gallery said that Noel Fielding's artworks bridge seamlessly the imagined words and counterculture references that we've been uh, led to see through uh, uh, courtesy of the um, uh, mighty Bush. Drawing on surrealism, Dada, and neo expressionism, Noel's body of work treats us to a feast of color and a trip through the triangle window into his soul, which is perhaps the most pretentious thing <laughs> I've heard in nine years. Uh. And uh, now a thousand pounds are a portrait of Sheeran, Ralph. May I posit the notion that you can do your own at home during lockdown by simply urinating through a hand fan onto any surface? <laughs> uh, Prince Harry's in the news. All right, what's up with the royals? So as you know, Prince Harry and Meghan Markle, which I've taken to thinking about every time I see her name in the, in the, on the on the websites and stuff, I always go Meghan Markle. So I'll, I'll from now on, hopefully, remember Henceforth. to pronounce. Yeah, Meghan Markle are living in LA now. Um, I'm sure you must have seen them out and about when you were at that bar with Edwin and Tracy the, the other day. Yeah, they were in the parking lot smoking a joint. By the way, I cannot think of anywhere less appropriate to go with Edwin. I know. Well, Tracy, his wife, wanted to go. You know she likes to bend the elbow. Well, I was going to say, I mean, you would have been better going to somewhere with a jungle gym and just let him run around for 20 minutes on a leash. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, Prince Harry and Mahega Mahakal uh, moved to Los Angeles in March before coronavirus and uh, now have... <sighs> I'm going to take a pause before I say this, but now apparently have Liza Minnelli helping them ease in to California life. <sighs> Presumab presumably that means taking uh, prescription drugs like their M&Ms and marrying an increasingly deteriorating list of male suitors. <laughs> but apparently uh, settling into LA life has been, it's been a, it's been a bumpy ride for Harry. Uh, Ralph apparently bless him. Oh no. Most likely. Yeah, he's most likely had to cut back on the number of staff that he employs who the British taxpayer pays for. Um, now, Liza apparently previously discussed her friendship with Diana in Hello, 
magazine. And I say that because it's got a big exclamation point at the end. Yes. Uh, saying that um, I was lucky enough, and I'm not going to do the voice because I've not had enough to drink, but uh, he says, uh, she said, uh, I was lucky enough to count Princess Diana as a friend. I was first introduced to her when she came backstage after a concert I did in London. Then we'd bump into each other at premieres or events where she'd be the guest of honour. We'd fall into conversation, then we'd meet for tea. My instinct was to protect her. Well... If your instinct was protect her, Liza, you didn't do a very fucking good job, did you? Because she was murdered by MI6. Stop it. Anyway, I've got to go now, Ralph. I'm making my own celebrity paintings. Oh. Uh, yeah, yeah, in a bit to sell them for, you know, I'm not looking for a thousand pounds per per go, maybe 500, you know, I've got, but I've got three words for you, Ralph. Yes. Corden, mm-hmm. a slotted serving spoon, <laughs> and I'm sure you can guess the rest. <laughs> I can. I'm going to be busy. I, I got to go. Steve will be back with us on Friday, not only for another UK update, but also for the Video Vault segment as well. And because today is Wednesday, you know what time it is. One Hit Wonders. It's the One Hit Wonder. One Hit Wonder. One Hit Wonders. It's a very common tale. All right. This one comes to us from Brian from Georgia. He wrote me an email. Very appropriate that Brian is from Georgia, and you'll find out why in just a minute. Back in 1980, a gentleman named Dan Baird started a band with his pals there in Atlanta, Georgia. They started playing local bars, and then uh, they kind of broke up. They kind of split up. Things weren't going well. They recorded a demo, but the band broke up soon after that in 1984. However, their English manager, Kevin Jennings, took the demo to a small record label in the UK, and they released an EP of their music, and it really took off. So they regrouped here in the United States and started getting a lot of attention from record labels here in the States. And in 1986, the band was signed by Elektra Records, and they recorded their debut full-length album there in Atlanta, their home city. And it was a huge hit featuring a huge single. The band called themselves the Georgia Satellites, and their first album was their most successful. The track, Keep Your Hands to Yourself. The song reached number two on the Billboard Hot 100. The only one that was beating it was John Bon Jovi's Living on a Prayer. It went into heavy rotation on MTV. It was a smash hit that you could not avoid, and I love the hell out of this song. Here are the Georgia Satellites with Keep Your Hands to Yourself. Keep your hands to yourself. your hands to yourself that reached number two on the billboard charts that song was everywhere back in 1986 i was surprised i thought they had more hits than that but they never had another top 40 hit yeah that's a lot of people think they did because they were on the soundtrack of a wildly popular movie in 1988 the movie was cocktail Featuring right. Tom Cruise playing That's a bartender. A great, soundtrack. Great, soundtrack. great soundtrack. And they were asked to record a song for that soundtrack. It was a cover of a song from 1964 by the band The Swinging Blue Jeans. Here's a little bit of the other sort of hit they had. It's called Hippie Hippie Shake. For goodness sake.
A lot of people think that was a hit because a lot of people saw the movie right. and they remember the song. But it was. It was released as a single. It only reached number 45. That's shocking. Yeah, it really didn't do well for them at all. Uh, they released a couple of additional albums. Nothing ever took off for them. Dan Beard, the lead singer of that band, eventually left in 1990 to pursue a solo career. But they have had a bunch of different lineups, but the Georgia Satellites are still together and still out there performing. And I'm betting they perform those two songs, and then a lot of people yeah. go into the lobby to get a beer. <laughs> a lot of county fairs. That's what I'm guessing. And that is today's one-hit wonder. It's the one-hit wonder! One-hit wonder! One-hit wonders. It's a very common tale. All righty, boys and girls, that's it for today's show. Thank you so much for joining us. Come on back tomorrow. As you know, Thursday's Mean Ralph Sex University here on The Ralph Report. And as I mentioned, we'll be talking about sex while you sleep. Sexomnia. Wow. I wonder if I've ever had sex while I sleep. Is that the same as a wet dream? Uh, sort of? Not really. Really? That's sort of a uh, an involuntary emission. Right. You're having an orgasm that's triggered by your brain. But these are people who actually have sex. Wow. And they don't remember it because they are asleep at the time. It might be better if you're, if you're a fucking Kermit. You might want to not remember that. If you can sleepwalk, you can sleep fuck. <laughs> Why not? Right? Yeah, I guess sleep eat, sleep walk, sleep fuck. Sleep fucking on tomorrow's show. You're not going to want to miss it, plus all the usual nonsense as well. Come on back, won't you, boys and girls? And in order to do that, you got to stay healthy. So please. Stay the fuck at home. You got to wash your hands. Make sure you stay Good in the hood. And always. Stay swell. Give them hell, buddy. That's right. <laughs> we'll see you tomorrow. Love you. Mean it. Bye. <laughs>